Hey, Josh, this is Ryan with Getty Helpers. I uh, just wanted to reach out to you and say thank you for the podcast. Um, I stole your uh, ad. You, I can't remember what episode, but you walked us through your – oh, it's episode 130. Uh, you walked us through uh, your ad that you placed when you're looking to hire. So the biggest problem I was having with hiring was I just wanted to get enough tenants in. Uh, there wasn't that much buzz about my, my ad I was posting. And I swiped yours. Uh, you know, kind of changed a little bit of fit on something, but, but it was pretty close to the same one you were using. And got a bunch of feedback. Now, this is the kind of feedback we normally get with our regular Facebook ad when we're looking for our customers. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm pretty creative when it comes to the ads. I don't know why it didn't trigger in my head to be creative with the, the job posting itself. But anyway, I just had my first day of uh, interviews today. Got a bunch more tomorrow. Uh, the most, this is the most people I've ever had show for interviews. Uh, and I've had some really good candidates. The last one I just barely had, uh, that's, I can already tell you I'm hiring that guy. But, uh, great candidates and it was just great feedback. So I really appreciate the tip on, you know, being creative with the, the Facebook ad, or not just Facebook ad, but, uh, the hiring post. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, look forward to the, podcast account. All right. Bye. Hey, quick talk listeners. How the heck are you? Thank you, Ryan, for that uh, voicemail. That was awesome. Uh, wasn't really asking a specific question, but he, he made some good points that kind of got my creative juices flowing. I thought I'd share some things with you guys. Um, you know, you hear me talk about the difference between being a business owner and being a technician, right? And one of the biggest differences is if you want to have a real business, a real one, that you don't have to touch to make money all the time. Yeah, you keep an eye on it. Yes, you change the oil, you maintain it, right? <laughs> but you can go on vacation for a month. You know, you hear me talk about this stuff. The big, the big switch that has to go off in your head is you have to understand that you have to become a marketer. A marketer. And some people don't like that. They don't like the idea of what they think it means to be a marketer. But this is the big uh, thing that's holding people back. If you want to be a technician, if you, if, you, if you find yourself having a business for 10 or 15 or 20 years and you're still in the field doing all this stuff, you know, I don't know. Like, that's not a business, first of all. But if you want one, but you keep doing the same things you've always been doing, you're not, nothing's going to change, right? You have to understand that you're a marketer. And when it comes to employees, especially now more than ever, you have to be a marketer for employees. So I have a couple notes here. The first thing is that there's two primary bottlenecks when we try to scale our company. And typically, if you're in the middle of building and growth mode, it's one of these two issues is your primary domino that needs to be knocked over. Either you need a whole bunch of more sales, a lot more clients, more deal flow, or you need more staff. And it's kind of like you're oscillating on a teeter-totter between one or the other, right? And they go, they go hand in hand. It's a chicken and the egg thing. I, I did a Facebook post a while back where I said, what is more important for your business, your employees or your clients? And people were arguing, right? And they're just like going crazy. And there's like, it was one of those <laughs> posts that just triggers something in people's brain, right? And the real answer is that they're, they're equally important in different ways and at different times. So to start a business, you have to spin up momentum. And that means you're a sales machine. And then you start servicing those accounts that you got, which means that you take your foot off the gas of sales. So then the sales slow down and because you're cleaning stuff or mowing stuff or whatever it is that you do, uh, right? So then you, you, the work will dry up and you'll go back into sales mode again. Now, some people get stuck there forever. 
They spin up enough momentum to give themselves some work. And when the work dries up, they go back, spin up enough momentum to give themselves some more work. And they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, if you're beast mode, if you go a little deeper on the sales and momentum, what will happen is you'll spin up enough initial momentum and deal flow to where you can't even do all the work yourself. So you're doing the work, but you hire someone to help you with the work. And then the deal flow starts to go down. And then you spin up a whole bunch of momentum again. And you can get stuck there. So maybe you have a crew. Maybe you have two or three crews, but you're in the field with them and you're oscillating between these two things. It's like, I got to hire people. I have to get more sales. I got to hire people. I have to get more sales. Some people have fear and they get held back because they're scared they can't get enough sales to to, uh, keep the employees busy. But what they don't understand is they can't get enough sales to keep the employee busy unless they get the employee. It's a chicken and the egg, right? You got to get past all that and just start viewing yourself as a perpetual marketer at all times in all situations. And the biggest area where we mess this up is when we fail to properly market for employees. A lot of you guys that listen have already bought uh, Brian Hegarty's course, which you know my team put together the course. It's his content. It's his system, the Ultimate Employee Rockstar Toolkit. And it's an amazing and simple system that you can apply to your business. But here, here's the issue. When people uh, are trying to grow and get sales and market, typically what happens is we'll get into a busy wave of the season and we're serving customers and we're doing the service, right? We're out doing the service, doing the service. Then when the buying cycle changes and it goes down, where less people are buying that service, not because your company's bad, just because of the time of year or you know, it's, it's a low, it's a lull in the natural buying cycle for your market, then what happens is that's when we start spending a bunch of money on marketing. So we're spending money on marketing after the busy season's over when nobody wants to buy your stuff. <laughs> You get really bad results, and it's just a nightmare, and you kind of waste money doing that. Well, with employees, we do the same thing. We're not proactive. We don't think it, think things through ahead of time, not only on the, the um, just the time of year thing, but we also got to understand that we need to be marketers year-round, recruiting constantly. My company, when we started to get bigger, when we were doing, I don't know, 50, 60, 80,000 a month, 100,000 a month, and I don't remember exactly when, but it was like we were over 50,000 a month. Uh, the employee issues got so bad that I finally had to think of a system to fix it. So one of the systems that we did is we started recruiting year-round. We recruited year-round. So we were recruiting and marketing for employees all the time, even when we weren't hiring. And it, and it wasn't to be disingenuous because, you know, sometimes people would apply and it's like we didn't have a spot for them. It was to just fix this problem. It was to build a system. I said, screw this. I need like a stack of competent people's resumes on my desk at all times that I can lean into. Uh, and there's a lot of benefits to it. Number one, what if one of your key employees leaves? Well, if that happens during your busiest time of your year, it, it's like a nightmare. It can derail your entire season because you have to stop doing any everything else except going and finding one person to replace them who isn't even going to be trained at the same level. And it's it's a mess, right? And, and then you're going to make a bad hire. It's all based on bad negative emotion. You're in panic mode. And this can all be fixed by remembering that we are marketers. So we need to attract certain types of employees year round all the time constantly so that we're ahead of it. And, and the big, biggest benefit for doing this is when someone quits or you need a quick hire, it's not like a cliff. It's more of a speed bump. So it's still annoying and, and crappy when that happens, but it's a speed bump. You can move quick and you couple this with a really good quick training program that gets people competent quickly uh, and you're going to be rocking. You're going to be in business. But we wait to the last minute and then we start to market and we're either not creative in the way that we do recruiting posts and marketing for employees or 
we do just enough to fail, which is my second main point, is when we go to, to sell for new clients, we're trying to create deal flow, people do just enough to fail. They, they do just enough flyers to where they sort of get some sort of result, but then it's not really enough to move the needle or change their life, right? We think too small. We do the same thing with employees. So even people that have taken Brian's course and are implementing his amazing strategies, sometimes like they don't get enough deal flow because they're not, recru- they're not posting the recruitment posts in enough spots. They're not going to the right ponds where the fish are. Maybe they're just putting it on Craigslist a few times or they threw it on Facebook a few times. It has to be like massive action, multi-channel, multi-touch, just constant screaming from the rooftops that you're hiring and you're the greatest company on earth. And why I liked Ryan's voicemail here is that he talked about how he changed up his uh, he changed up his recruiting copy, the copy, right? And so I have a podcast a while back where I actually read one of the recruiting posts that we used in my company years ago. I don't know what episode number it is, but you can find it. And I read like the actual copy of it. And it was like a marketing piece. It wasn't like labor job, pays $12 an hour, call now, must be drug free. That's not going to work. Like that's not going to work. You have to attract people to you just like you're marketing for customers. You don't have to hire all of them, but we need to have deal flow. We need to have like leads, like employee leads that we push through a system and, and then get out the bad ones and keep the good ones. So it has to be consistent and year-round and all the time, but it also has to be good copy, right? So I see a lot of parallels between where people screw it up trying to, to sell and market their business for customers, and I see how it's really mirrored on the employee side. Like we're doing it in a panic mode, just like when you start uh, buying advertisements and doing Facebook ads after the busy season's over when no one's buying. That's the same thing on the employee recruiting side as, as you waiting until the person quits to go try to find a replacement for them, right? It creates a nightmare. It's a mess. Um, so there's a parallel there. And then there's also like the way that we spend so much time crafting the call to action and the copy and the offer and the benefit and building our unique selling proposition on like a postcard or a direct mail piece or, or anything we do, a Facebook ad. We'll spend, we'll go deep on that. Hopefully you guys are going deep on that because it makes a big difference. But then when we do our, our job recruiting, we don't even think about it like that. We don't think that we're marketers. Well, you are marketers. You have to market. You have to attract people. Are, so here's some questions. Are, first of all, are, are you a place worth working for, right? <laughs> Does it feel like a labor job that's just garbage that they're just floating through on their way to the next $10 an hour thing? Or does it feel like there's actual enthusiasm and in, in opportunity there? Does it feel like a career or a job? Even if you're small, you can do things to make it feel like a real career. You also need to become a headhunter and everybody on your team needs to become a headhunter. So let me, a lot of you, if you have employee issues right now and you're looking for someone, if I told you, hey, I have a rockstar employee for you and I want you to give me $1,000 for, for this rockstar employee. You give me a thousand bucks, I will just push a button and that employee will show up and you can train them and start with them tomorrow. Would you give me a thousand bucks? Uh, I guarantee you would give me a thousand bucks. You'd probably give me two thousand or three thousand, maybe even five thousand bucks, right? If you knew that they're a rock star. But we're super scared to like spend money or get creative or make it someone's job to like constantly be recruiting all the time, which takes more effort and money. Well, it's crazy. It's worth it. And if you make your whole team headhunters and you financially reward them for finding your next rock star employee, I mean, duh, it's the ROI is insane, right? Um, so your copy matters a lot. You understanding that you are a marketer, assuming you want to have a real business, you have to become a marketer. And then you need to be doing it all uh, you know, year round. Um, I think those are the, the big takeaways here. And hopefully that's helpful for you because the spring is coming up here very quickly and we need to get our team rocking. And I've had actually a lot of calls about employee stuff. And my, my encouragement is 
is you got to go deep on it and be really creative with your copy and all that, but you also have to to, to be everywhere. You know, you need to call all the local churches and ask if they have, you know, really good people who are, you know, having, you know, some unemployment problems right now. You need to go to the universities, be on the job boards. You need to go to the, um, you know, the, the grocery stores and put them on the board there. You need to be on uh, Indeed. You need to be on Hot Jobs. You need to look at maybe Monster. I don't know, maybe not Monster for a labor job, but whatever the options are, be on all of them and be on all of them all the time. Just go really deep with it. Put your funnel in place, attract a lot of people, and run them through a system so that you have a, a huge pile of potential hires at all times year-round. Uh, hopefully that helps, guys. I appreciate all of you very much. I will talk to you tomorrow. It's Monday. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Take care. God bless.